Have you ever gone to the fridge and something's not where it's supposed to be? You're looking, let's say, for the butter, and you know the butter's in the door, but it's not there. That's where you left it. That's where you saw it yesterday. And so you start making the these inquisitions in the house and ask your wife, ask your kids, has anyone seen the butter? Has anyone moved the butter? And no one's moved the butter. And if you come from a dramatic family, you might hear something like, well, I guess I'm going to have to call the police because someone broke into the house and they didn't steal the TV. They didn't steal the jewelry, but they moved the butter. But finally, of course, you find the butter and it's just that it was misplaced. It wasn't where you thought it should be. Now, what do you do when something gets misplaced like that? What happens to you? Well, if you're like most people, you, somehow your system gets a little bit activated. Something's not right. And your mind tells you, hey, you got to fix this. You got you to fix this situation. And so what really goes on in our, our mind is that God made us to have maps. In other words, in our mind, we, we sort of have a map and we know the butter goes here and the orange juice is over there and the milk is there. And so we make these maps of where things are su supposed to be and how things are supposed to be. But when things get disrupted, when something comes along and, and mixes everything up, then our system doesn't like it. Our mind doesn't like it. And we, our mind wants us to fix it and return things back to a state of normal. I'll give you a different example, but it's a little bit of a happier one. Have you seen the, the videos, of course, of the soldiers coming home? You know, don't watch them because you might cry, but the soldiers that come home and they surprise mama or they surprise whoever, they surprise their own kids and their kids don't know they're coming. Mama didn't know uh, that the soldier was coming home, but here they come and so, uh, at that split second, when mama realizes that her son's not in Afghanistan, but she stand, he's standing right there in her living room, she's got that split second where it just doesn't register. It just doesn't make sense because her mind has a map. Her mind has an idea, a structure of where and how things are supposed to be. And the presence of her own son, as good as that is, just doesn't make sense. And so you, you see it. And then a split second later, she realizes, oh, man, this is reality. So what was reality before has completely changed. You know, if you were to take George Washington, if somehow time travel was possible, and you took George Washington from a couple of hundred years ago, and you brought him here today, there would be a lot of things that just don't register big planes flying in the sky, the ability to talk to a rectangle in your hand and someone in the, on the other side of the world can hear you. You know, it, for us, it's just, hey, using our cell phone. But for someone like George Washington, it wouldn't register and his system would become activated. He would sort of try to figure it out and maybe fix, fix it in his mind. But once you show him that it really works, He'd be able to return to a sense of normalcy in in his system in his in his mind, even though he might not understand how the technology works. And to be honest, probably very few of us understand how the technology of a cell phone works. We just take advantage of it, right? Well, so what happens in life when something in your mind registers as an error, but you can't fix it? 
What happens when something goes wrong, something is off, and your system becomes a little bit activated or really activated or maybe even agitated and you can't return to a sense of normalcy? Your mind is saying, we got to get back to normal, but the reality is there is no normal right now. Well, that's what's happened in this pandemic crisis. Everything around us has become disrupted and it's raised our sensitivity has raised our system to a heightened sense of, of agitation and irritation. And, and we don't like what we're going through right now. Well, today I'm going to share with you some principles from God's word about how God made you and how you can return to your normal self, even in the midst of this pandemic crisis. Now, I want you to think of your life as a house, okay? That's the imagery. In fact, it's imagery that Jesus used in Luke chapter 6, verses 47 through 49. Let me read that. Familiar passage probably for a lot of us. Everyone who comes to me, Jesus said, and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built his house on the ground without any foundation. And the torrent burst against it and immediately it collapsed and the ruin of that house was great. Okay. So your life is like a house. And just like there are different parts of your actual house that you live in that help you to function well, there's different parts of the way God has made you that all work together to help you to function well, uh, uh, just as well. Now, the problem is this pandemic crisis has a affected negatively a lot of different ways that God has made you. It's taken some of our functioning away. And so it's time for us, I believe, to restore the way that God has made us to function, even if we are currently living with some, some limitations to the extent of how we are to function. And so here's what I mean. We know that the foundation of our lives, that foundation, Jesus said in verse 47 of Luke 6, that foundation is Jesus' words, okay? Uh, the, the foundation is the word of God, and we must live in and act upon God's words, Jesus' words, okay? So we have to act on his words. But, and here's what I want you to do for acting on God's word today. I'm going to ask you to do something very simple. I'm going to ask you to get some pieces of paper and a pen or pencil, and I'm going to ask you to write down some things. And these are things that are going to help you restore your own system back to normal, even if we have to live in some of these restrictions, okay? So uh, the foundation is the Word of God. So go ahead and get some, some paper and a pen or pencil, and you'll want to write some things down. The second part of a house we might call the frame, right? Every house has a frame, and this is the structure of your life. If our life is a house, then, then we have to have structure. We have to have a frame for our, our life as well. And so that's what a frame does. It gives our life or gives a house structure. And if you don't have a frame, you're not going to have a house, not for very long. 
And so from the very beginning, God gave us structure. Way on back to Genesis chapter 1, what do we read over and over again? Then there was evening and there was morning one day. There was evening and there was morning a second day. Evening and morning a third day. This keeps repeating. And so God is giving us structure. There's evening and there's morning. There seems to be a boundary there. There's a boundary between the the waves and the water of an ocean and the land. You might say, well, that's just gravity. Yeah, God created gravity, okay? And so he created these boundaries. And so there's a boundary where the water stops and the land begins, at least from our perspective, you know? And so God, in, in the very beginning, in Genesis 1, he's giving a structure. In Genesis 2, We read in verses one through three about how God rested on the seventh day. Again, there's work, 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 rest. Six days of work, one day of rest. And that that idea of a week, a week has been built into our structure. We give structure to our own kids as well. If you've got small kids or grandkids in the house, you say, hey, it's time to go play outside. Hey, it's time to take a nap. That's the best time, right? It's time for lunch. And so we have different times at which the kids engage in different activities. And so we we are very structured. We're very orderly. We think of days and weeks and months and years. That's the way things happen for us. And the reason God did this is because God is a God of order. God is not a God of chaos, uh, but God is a God of order. And so God has ordered these things and built them into our lives. And so now in this pandemic, our lives have become disordered. Uh, The orderliness that was normally a part of our lives, you get in these habits, you get in these routines where every day you're doing this and this, and then you come home and, and it repeats over and over again. That order has become disrupted. Our structure has become harmed or interrupted by this pandemic. And so some of us aren't going to, to work at the same time that we used to go. Uh, some of us are having to work from home, which is unusual. Some of us may be out of work, which is obviously unusual. We don't go to church at the same time or in the same way anymore. Um, and so, you know, if I were to ask some of you, what did you do in the morning? You might say, well, I, I binge watched Netflix. You know, what did you do in the evening? I binge watched Netflix. And this obviously isn't healthy for us to just sit in front of the, 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 the TV and, and eat unhealthy snacks all day long and binge watch Netflix, you know. Um, and so our, our orderliness, our structure has become uh, disrupted. So here's what you can do. You can intentionally establish some structure back into your life. You need to do this because if you find that any of these principles that I talk about, I'm talking about the way that God has made you organically, the way that he's made all of us. And if any of them have become disrupted, you have to go the extra mile in trying to reestablish some of these ideas and principles, some of the way that God has made you you have to put them back into your life, okay? So if society, if the pandemic has taken them away, then it's up to you. You have a will. It's up to you to put this back into your life. And so on a piece of paper, I want you to do this. I want you, if you haven't already done this, to write down a daily routine. Write down your daily routine. Or if you're completely messed up and you have no routine anymore, then write down a routine that you want to have. 
I'm going to wake up at 6.30, at 7, I'm going to exercise, at 8, I'm going to eat, you know, whatever your routine is. And then at this time, I'm going to, I'm going to work, at this time, I'm going to do this. Whatever it might be, write it down and try to stick to it. I tell my kids, if you have a plan, you better write it down. Because if you don't write it down, it doesn't exist. It's not a plan unless you write it down. It's just wishful thinking. It's just good intentions unless you write it down. So get out a piece of paper and a pen, like I said, and write it down and try to stick to that routine. Okay, so that's the frame of your life, just like the frame of a house. Next, we have a foundation. That's number one. Number two, we have a frame. Number three, electricity and plumbing. Now, you might not do all of these things if you're actually building a house. You might not do them all in this order, but this is the order that I'm giving you. Electricity and plumbing, what does that represent? It represents control. It represents control. So if your life is like a house, it needs to function right. And houses today have electricity. Houses today have plumbing. At least any house that I'm going to live in, it better have indoor plumbing and it better have electricity, right? So you might not have ever thought about this way, but electricity and plumbing give you an incredible sense of control. And we just take advantage of it, right? We don't think about it that way. But if that was taken away from you, uh, you would you would lose a lot of control. So what do I mean by that? Well, you can read a book when the sun is on the other side of the globe. You know, you can turn on the lights and read a book. You can you don't have to wait until it's sunny outside to do the laundry. You can do the laundry anytime you want if you have a washer and dryer. Uh, you can get on the internet and uh, you can you can uh, watch videos like this. You know, so um, God designed us this way to be in control. He designed us to be in control. First and foremost, we are to control ourselves. Scripture talks about controlling yourself. And God also gave us dominion over this world. In Genesis 1, chapter 20, or Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27, God gives humanity control over this world. We are to, we are to manage God's world. We are to control the aspects of God's world that we can control and manage it and care for it well. However, this pandemic has taken away a lot of the things that you used to control. Um, you, for example, you'd say, uh, when things were back to normal, I think I'm going to go to a restaurant today. Nope, not anymore. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go meet with my friends today. Mm, maybe not. Uh, you know, you used to have, when things were normal, you had a thousand choices every day what you could do. You could do anything you want. Anytime you wanted to do it, every day, but not now. Now, with a lot of the things that you want to do, you keep getting told a certain word, no. You keep getting told no. And you get tired of being told no all the time. No, even your own brain tells you, well, no, I can't do that. No, I can't do this other thing. No, I can't do this other thing. And so after a while, when, you get, when you're told no all the time, you start to, uh, you start to feel helpless. You start to react against it. You start to get depressed. You start to get angry, maybe. Um, here's what you can do. On a sheet of paper, I want you to do this. Take a separate sheet of paper and write down as many things as possible that you cannot control, that you wish you could. Things like, I wish this coronavirus would go away. I, just write that down. Write it on a piece of paper. I wish I could see my friends again like I want. I wish I could go back to 
the restaurant that I like, my favorite restaurant. Whatever it is, write down as many things as you can think of that you cannot control. And after you write those down, you might want to pause this video, but after you write those things down, I want you to think about a powerful verse. It's Psalm 55, 22. Easy to remember. 55, 22. Here's what it says. It says, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. What a powerful verse. Psalm 55, 22. Remember that. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. That's a great verse. Now, everything that you write down on that list, all of those things that you cannot control, I want you to do this. I want you to give every single one of them to God. Cast every single one of them to the Lord. If you can't control it, then it's not your problem. Okay? If you can't control it, it's not your problem. And so give every single one of them over to God. Just say, God, I give you this. I want to see my friends, but I can't. So I, I turn it over to you. I cast this upon you, God. This is your problem now, not mine anymore. I want to go to my favorite restaurant, but I can't do that. I give this over to you. Whatever it might be, I want to see my kids, but I can't be with them. I want to see my grandkids, but I can't be with them right now. And, and it hurts my heart. I give it over to you, God. And you turn it over to God. Once you do all of that, take that piece of paper and I want you to wad it up or tear it up and throw it in the trash. Why? Because you've given those things over to God. And so why are you still in possession of it? Okay, get rid of it. You've turned those things over to God. It's God's problem now. So don't hold on to that anymore. But some of us, man, oh, we love to hold on to the things we can't control, don't we? You know, something's wrong with us if we're doing that. But we love to worry. Yeah, I hear people, I'm the worrier in my family. I'm the one who gets anxious in my family. It's my spiritual gift to worry. No, it's not. Okay, no, it's not. You need to, you need to stop worrying. You need to start learning Psalm 55, 22 to cast those things over to God. Because if you're not doing that, you're not really trusting God, are you? Okay, I'm not, not trying to be mean to you, but that's the reality of the whole situation. You need to turn those things over to God. Now, after you've gone through that exercise, on a separate sheet of paper, I want you to write down the things that you can control. Write down the things you can control. You might say, well, I, I don't feel much in control of anything anymore. What can I control? You can control your hygiene. Okay. You can control going for a walk. You can, you can control uh, projects you put off for months or years. Maybe now is a good time to do them. You can control planting a garden or whatever it is, reading a book, whatever it is. You might say, well, those are such small things. Well, yeah. Okay. You're not meant to control the weather. You're not that big. You're not meant to control the, the economy. You're not that big, okay? But you can control the things that you can control. So write those things down and that might even become a, a list of things to do, okay? If you can control it, then write it down and hang on to that and review that every so often. Next, 
in a house, every house that I know of has doors and windows. And what do doors and windows provide for us? Well, they provide protection, protection against the elements and protection against thieves that might try to break in, you know? So without doors, without windows, if you just had a door frame, but no door there, can you imagine uh, the kind of problems that you'd have? Thieves could come in at any time while you're asleep and, and steal the things that you've worked so hard for. Uh, but it, there's a very similar thing going on with this pandemic crisis. Because in a very similar way to a thief breaking into a house with no doors, this pandemic crisis has stolen away from us uh, some things that we enjoy doing, hasn't it? I mean, some things that we do well, we can't do anymore. And so in other words, we get to this point where we feel like, because some things have been taken away from us that we can do well, we feel like maybe we're not accomplishing much. We're, maybe we're not accomplishing anything. And, and so this is, again, a bad situation. This can make us feel bad about ourselves, make us feel depressed or down, and because uh, we can't accomplish the things that we used to accomplish. And so, again, uh, uh, this can make us feel really bad. But there's a verse that I want you to keep in mind, and it's a verse you're probably familiar with. It's 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, a great verse again. It says, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Okay, and you might say, well, how am I supposed to do that if I can't come to church? Well, listen, you have been gifted by God. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have uh, what is called a spiritual gift. And so everything that makes up your spiritual gift, your character, your heart, your abilities, your resources, your insights, uh, your spiritual endowments, everything that God has built into what makes you, you, and makes you a blessing to others, it still exists. But right now, some of its functionality has been taken away. And so it might have to take a different form. You might have to be intentionally creative in finding ways to continue to bless others and serve others according to the way God's gifted you. You, you know, you'll need to do it in a different way. And so on a piece of paper, write down something that you can do in the midst of this pandemic. There's a lot of can't, there's a lot of don't, there's a lot of uh, inability of doing certain things right now, but what is it that you can do? Write that down on a piece of paper. Remember, it's real if you write it down. Write it down on a piece of paper. So what can you do that can help you feel like you've accomplished something or maybe even blessed somebody, okay? Write that down and then do it, all right? And so doors and windows, that serves as a, a type of protection for us. Uh, finally, we have a roof. A roof gives us a safe perspective, a safe perspective. Now, every house that I know of has a roof and it serves as a covering for us. And if your roof was actually a person, let's say uh, your roof was personified somehow, you know, in some type of imagination, your roof would have a different perspective of what's going on in your house than you would because you are down here living in your house. You're a part of the action down here, but your roof would have sort of a, a higher view. It would have a different perspective than you because your, your roof rises above you. 
So imagine a more realistic situation. Imagine that you were a commander of a group of firefighters and there's this raging forest fire going on. If you were a commander that was in the midst of this raging forest fire, you might have some limitations as to where the proper resources should go in what order. But if you were able to rise above the situation, literally, in a helicopter, you might be able to say, you know, this area way over there needs special attention. And you might pull your resources to a certain area of that forest fire and you'd be much more effective. You see, when you're living in a crisis, one of the things you have to learn to do is to rise above yourself. You have to rise above the crisis. Now, how do you do that? Well, I'm going to share with you a 3,000-year-old secret. It's from King David that lived 3,000 years ago. And this is what he wrote in Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2. And some of these words might sound familiar to you because there is a great hymn written by Andre Crouch that uses some of these words. He, King David wrote, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. And I want you to catch what King David is actually doing. King David is telling his soul to bless the Lord. And that's interesting. He's not just blessing the Lord, but he's telling his own soul to bless the Lord. King David is telling himself as if he is a separate person what to do. He's giving himself advice as if he is removed from himself. And I want you to do the same thing. I want you to address the crisis, this pandemic crisis that you are in, however it's affecting you, I want you to address it as if you are a friend giving yourself advice. Okay, and so on a piece of paper, you might want to write down some feelings that you currently feel about this crisis. Like, I feel helpless. I feel useless. Uh, I can't fix this. Something like that. And then write down, and you'll have to be honest with yourself, write down ways or things that this crisis has done to you that's been negative. Write down some negative ways that you've reacted to this crisis. And so you might write down, uh, I, I eat Fruit Loops all day. Okay, that's probably not good. Or you might write down something more serious, like I get upset at my family too often. And so write down some ways that this crisis has affected you that, that you don't like. And finally, uh, just like King David, I want you to tell yourself what to do. Write down some words to tell yourself what to do, such as buy healthier snacks. Okay, quit, quit buying the Fruit Loops, all right? Or more seriously, be patient with my family. They love me. Okay, and so uh, write down some things like that, okay? And that, that might help you rise above this situation, just like your roof is above you. Now, one last thing. There is, there is in every house that I'm aware of different rooms. Rooms are for people. Rooms are where people are. And so every room that you have 
might at some point be inhabited by some type of people. And what I'm saying is this, God created you for relationships. He created you to be connected to other people. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image, in the image of him, God, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Now, you and I are to have a relationship with God. In fact, every human, at least at a base level, does have a relationship to God because God's the creator, they're the created ones. Some people may not recognize that, might reject that, but nevertheless, that's the reality. God is the creator, we are the creation. We also have relationships with others. You know, in this verse, it talks about uh, this, this most basic relationship, male and female, which of course results in marriage, which of course results in more humans. And so uh, Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love God. The second is like it, to love others, right? Now, this crisis has interrupted our connections, hasn't it? This crisis has interrupted our relationships with other people. So what can we do? Well, again, you need to be intentional in trying to reestablish relationships and connections with the people that are in your life. I'm not saying violate the law. I'm not saying do things that are, that are unwise, but you need to find different ways of connecting to the people that are in your life. And so on a piece of paper, write down the names of people that you're closest to. Write down the names of people to whom you're closest. And after you've made a list of people, then here's what you do. Simply stay in contact with them on a regular basis. There might be some people on the list that you contact every single day by phone, by video chat. Uh, somehow you stay in contact with them every single day. Uh, some of them you might want to put in your calendar. Hey, every Thursday, I'm going to call this person. You know, uh, Maybe you'll set up appointments with one another just to stay in contact with each other. Okay, And so that's important. You can't let those relationships, if society and this pandemic has put a limit to your relationships, you can't let those relationships uh, go by the wayside. You have to take an extra step in keeping those connections going. It's for your own health. It's for your own uh, goodness. And it's for the goodwill of, of the other people that you're in contact with. Okay. So just remember God made you for relationships, but you have to go the extra mile and staying connected. Now, in conclusion, I would just say, be careful what you put in your mind. Okay. Don't watch the news 24 seven. I mean, it's just so much negativity and it's all of the world's burdens placed on your shoulders, placed on in your heart. That's just too much for a person to bear, okay? You need to stay informed. You need to watch the news every so often, know what's going on. But it doesn't have to be every waking moment of the day, okay? Because it's just a lot of gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me, right? Hee-haw reference. Back in my childhood. So um, be careful how much uh, negativity you allow in your mind, okay? Instead, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, the second part of that verse says, 
that we are taking captive every thought in obedience to Christ. We're taking every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Now that verse wasn't written to address a pandemic, but it's a, it's a great verse that we can apply to our situation today, can't we? You know, we need to make sure that all of our thoughts are real. All of our thoughts are taken captive in obedience to Christ. So don't let your fears, don't let your imagination just take you to very wild places, take you to places of anxiety and, and nervousness. Don't, don't let your fears do that. But instead, take control of your thoughts and make plans. Replace your fears with plans. What might you be able to do when things start to return to normal? What plans can you make today when things return to normal? At the right time, maybe you want to have your whole family come over and grill some burgers out on the grill or something like that. Make some plans. Look forward to the good things that are coming our way soon, okay? And most of all, keep living in God's word. Stay connected to the Lord. Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our foundation. So hear the words of God and act upon them today. God bless you.